I think I think Big Pun was better than Biggie and Tupac. You know what I mean? Tupac definitely had like more like impact. You know because, what I mean? Because, and, and so did Biggie, but, but as far as like lyrical skill, Big Pun. So like for Tupac, it was, if you listen to his voice, his voice was commanding, like um in charge. Huh? The front of the line type dude. Like you're gonna listen to him because the way that he puts his words together and then like how they come out of him. It's like, well, Tupac was very driven. Yeah. Yeah. You know so what I mean? Like compassionate. Had, there you go. Had, I was looking he for had, that. He had a word. lot of purpose. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he was very driven. So that that's the way he wanted to uh, come across and, and deliver his music. You know what I mean? In that, like that commanding, powerful type of make you pay attention to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I mean, you, Tupac had people that didn't even like rap listening to him. You know what I mean? Because he had that command, that that authority in his voice. You yeah. know what I mean? He scared a lot of people. You know what I mean? That that didn't like rap and didn't like the culture. I mean, he he scared people, man. You yeah. know, for sure. And then Biggie came with those like that smooth, like I don't know. He was like smooth operator in his voice. For sure, for sure. Uh, totally different than Tupac. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's um, why I don't like the comparison when people are like, oh, who's better, Tupac or Biggie? It's like, they're two different, totally different. I won't even get into that conversation with people. Yeah, it's like they're too different. Right. They're, they're in their own language. <clears throat> they're both amazing. Well, I grew up in the West Coast, uh, so of course, pop oh, for was... Real? Yeah, I grew up in California. Okay. So I was 18 and I moved here. Um, what part? Um, like mid-Cali, like, so I was like an hour east of San Francisco. Okay. Like an hour south of Sacramento. So how did that? Where like, they, right where they grow all the buds. So then you come here to yeah, Buffalo? Yeah, to Buffalo. So what what made the, the move? Um, what made you make the move at 18 to come to Buffalo? Bro, I, I was just getting in trouble, man. Running with the wrong people. You know, um, everybody was doing meth. You know what I mean? Like, if I stayed there, like, I was going to either end up dead or in prison. So basically my mom <laughs> called my aunt and uncle and said, hey, can you take him? Because I don't want him out here because, he, you know, it's not, you know. So basically I'm like the Fresh Prince of Buffalo, pretty much. Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's exactly how it happened. So you came here and how what was the Was it a culture shock? And, and, you know what? You took the words right out of my mouth because it was. Uh, I don't know if you know where the valley is. Yeah, yeah. I grew, up on, I, I grew up on South Division and um, <clears throat> whatchamacallit, South Division and Jefferson. Yeah, okay. So, like, the valley's right there. Right. So, yeah, I went from California to the valley. And I was the like. The valley of I, Buffalo. I, I felt like I moved to, like, fucking Beirut. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the way, like, the old decrepit buildings everywhere. 
Um, that's, that's something that I love about Buffalo now, but coming here, like, you know what I mean? I remember being on the, on the bus going down the 190 and looking around like, where the fuck am I, man? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it was definitely, definitely culture shock. And when, when people ask me, what was it like moving? Those are the two words I used. It was fucking culture shock for real. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first experience? Like first real experience in Buffalo? Like where you were like, fuck, this shit is different. Um, was there anything that like happened? Getting beat up by the police <laughs> when, <laughs> I, when I was just trying to go down to court and get a, a 10 sack, you know? Um, yeah. Me in the and, Valley? No, the valley uh, coit, Coit's off of, um, off like William and Fillmore okay, area yeah, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. And, uh, that was one of the weed spots and, uh, got fucking stopped by the police walking, you know, and they fucked threw us in the back of the car, took us to a remote area and beat the shit out of us, dude. Yeah. They didn't take you to the police. Station. Nope. Nope. I love those. Places. I was like, wow, dude. Cause like, like in California, like we had the whole like Rodney King thing. So like, like cops really had to like watch, you know what I mean? Like, and here they didn't, they didn't get two shits, nah. you know. So, and you, that was like, you're you're ten years older than me. So that was, I was eight years old when you got here. So damn, yeah, that was even worse. I mean, like, that my, that was the first time I got beat up by the police. I've been beat up by the yeah. police so many times; it's not even funny. First time for me was when, so I lived on the other side of the bridge, and we really didn't have like a police problem over there like it was it was a very integrated neighborhood you had puerto ricans black white like it was it seemed like the only in integrated neighborhood besides the, where was that um right across like by the larkin area oh okay all right you know what i'm talking about because mm -hmm. that was like literally the only integrated like the beginning area. of swan the swan yeah. neighborhood type before yeah yeah that other neighborhood that's like right there where that bank used to be where it had the u yeah and then they had where uh that what is that now i think it's a architecture building but it used to be an hsbc bank and then yeah they got the the demar hamlin um mural on the on the wall i think so and then that that pizza place is there now too um heath hearth or, and press. what was it hearth and press yeah, Hearth and Press. Yeah, it's been a while since I was down there. Yeah, but yeah I, I, I know. So what all those houses about. that got built over there. <clears throat> so I used to live on um, what is that? Oh. Seymour. And with my parents lived upstairs from my grandparents. Then my dad had a really good job. He was a welder um, for what the fuck. I can't think. I smoke too much. Uh, what's that steel place? Bethlehem. Bethlehem Steel. My dad used to work. My dad used to work for them and then got super fucking sick and shit. Um, he had what we called the shark bite. He used to you tell got a water or something? Drew, you got water? Uh, yeah. Bro, I don't care, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we called it the shark bite. My dad said he got bit by a shark, but really he was having fucking complications in life. Um, but we bought a house on South Division in Emsley. Like right before the bridge, you go to into Jefferson area, but that little neighborhood was like very, very uh, integrated uh, because there was also a church parish over there too. My grandparents, there was like four or five Puerto Rican families <coughs> over there, 
There was black families. There was white families. I mean, you could kind of say because that's kind of like where South Buffalo, the East Side, and like that Swan neighborhood all, all met. All of it. So that's yep. probably why it was, you know. So, but the problem was, is like. As diverse as it was. If, even if you were white over there, we couldn't cross the bridge to go into Babcock. Right. Beat the fuck out of you. Like, we were lucky enough to even be able to go because we went to school with so many people, like, from uh, downtown that it'd be, you'd be all right. Like, they'd be all right with you. Some of the white kids, they'd be like, yo, get the fuck out of here. I'd be like, yo, chill, chill. They're cool. They don't give a fuck about anything that you're trying to do. Swan, we'd be, everyone be all right as long as you were with a Puerto Rican or a black dude. Right. But, Buffalo was like, when you came, you probably seen it the worst of like the segregation. Yeah. Yeah. It was still. It was super. Babcock, um, Lovejoy. If you weren't white, you weren't allowed. Yeah. You know, and uh, that that was that was really weird with me because coming from California, I mean, it's a melting pot out there. You know what I mean? Like um, me growing up, there was like a there was an Asian kid. And, and, and what was weird is like, we all, we all had racist names for each other, but we all were like brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like, you know, chink Richard, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to keep going, but like we had like racist names for like the, the, um, the two, the two Mexicans were the border brothers, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cause they were, bro- they were actual brothers. So we call them the border brothers. Like it, it but we, it was there was no hate behind it. It was yeah. it was there was no malice. You know what I mean? It was it was just. I mean that's you know, how it was in the military. Like we've heard, I heard it in the military. Like, but it was like nothing bad behind it. Right. And right. you knew if someone had some bad behind it because they'd they'd add in that extraness <laughs> to it. And right. Right. Like, Yo. You can tell by the intent of yeah, the word yeah, on yeah. how they how they say it, man. You know what I mean? Like so, you yeah. weren't playing just now. We're all just playing. You jumped in on this shit just to get that word out. Like, bro, chill. Right, right. You can get yourself beat up. But, yeah, coming into Buffalo must have been, like, crazy, especially seeing that. Like, you come from somewhere that's, like, California where it's Mexicans, Asians. uh, Shit, what else is there? Gays. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's everything. Right, right. And then you come here and it's like, hey, you can't go over here. Be careful over here. You're going to get beat up. I mean, I mean, there was, there was still you, places you're, like that. Where you're Hispanic, you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then you also look like kind of white. I, I'm half white. Yeah. yeah. See? So, so, and I lived in an all Mexican neighborhood. I was raised by my mother. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a father, you know, and um, they call me Weto. Yeah. <laughs> There's another, you know what I mean? White boy. It's that one movie. Um, it reminds me of what the fuck is that movie? Where he's in like he's the only white dude in the Mexican neighborhood, but he said they I think he was supposed to be Mexican in the movie, but he was just a white Mexican. You never seen it? No. Uh, Drew. You ever seen that movie where the dude's uh in the Mexican gang and he's white? Fuck, it's an old ass movie. I fucking forget so much shit unless I'm on shrooms. No, no. <laughs> I'm dead. Good thing to ask me right now, but no, I haven't seen that one. Okay, I'm gonna fucking find it and I'm gonna send it to both of you. I'm down. But this movie, yeah, it's in California. That's what it reminds me of when you said widow. Because I heard that all the time in the army too. Look at this fucking widow right and, here. And it's funny funny stories. Um I used to I used to lie and say, nah, bro, I'm I'm not I'm not half white. And they knew. They yeah. fucking knew, bro. But I used to swear up and down I was full blood Mexican, right? And uh this girl was having a birthday party. 
and my dad, and I hadn't seen my dad in like, I don't know, probably like five years. He pulls up in a diesel truck with a, jumps out, six foot five white dude with a cowboy hat on, flannel shirt, Wrangler jeans, cowboy boots. Oh, this is where that and, cowboy music is coming from out of you, huh? And and he comes to the door and some, and the, the girl's mother comes back to the party and she's like, uh, your dad's here. And I'm like, no fucking way, dude, you know? And uh, he's like, let's go. I came to get you. And like, everybody's fucking laughing at me. And like, we knew you were fucking white. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, man. man. Funny story. I love Cali. Just not the smell of L.A. Smells like fucking pee and fuck. Depends on where you go. L.A.'s fucking huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So no, the inner downtown area. Skid LA. Row. Like, not Skid Row when I went. Clean as a whistle. They were on a whole nother street. Really? It was wild. Because we were going to see that this? mansion. What was this? Like, last 4th of July. Maybe they had like a fucking like cleanups. Like a quick, yeah, because there was a, like two weeks before that was when that dude's uh, mansion was going viral. The dude on Skid Row had like a whole mansion, like a, made out of fucking wood and shit. Really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, so we went to go look at that. And when we drove down Skid Row, my homeboy's like, because he lives in Cali, he's like, bro, I don't know where the fuck they are. There's no one on Skid Row. Yeah, maybe, but seeing like maybe they had like a crackdown or a fucking cleanup. They had like bathrooms and fucking showers and <clears throat> shit for them down there. Like in the middle of of LA, there's bathrooms and fucking showers. Yeah, I mean the homeless are so many out there, bro. Yeah, they're getting fucking not, not treated only, like fucking royalty. Not too, only so. not only like LA, but like San Francisco, all all the big areas. But like um, Atlanta's my, like that too, and mm-hmm. uh. Austin, Texas. My favorite place uh, in California is like the Santa Cruz, like um, area. I don't know if you ever heard of Santa Cruz. Yeah, Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like a little surfer town where like you go catch a show. There's they got a boardwalk and shit, and they actually do not allow like Greyhound buses to come there, like within like a thirty mile radius because they don't want people coming out there to be homeless and you know. Like they would in like L.A. or San Francisco or something like that. You know what? In um, where was that? Malibu was super uh, clean of. It sounds so rude of people who would like to live on the road. I'm gonna call them roadies. Okay, roadies. Okay. Instead of homeless, because I feel because some of them aren't homeless. They're literally at home. Wherever they go. Wherever they go. You know what Wherever I'm I May Roam has a Metallica song in it. Yeah, yo, that's just, I gotta listen to that now. Wherever I May Roam, that's home. That's a fucking bar. Yo, some of those rock and roll songs got some fire ass bars and them people be sleeping. Let's yeah. talk about music. You got some music coming out. <clears throat> you dropped, what, three last year? Um, In the last year. No, I dropped um, I dropped an album in uh, September last year, and then um, I dropped another album in March, and um, those were number six and seven, five and six, yeah, five and six, and um, now uh, I'm almost done. I got like a little bit of work to do left, um, and some mixing and mastering, but I got two EPs coming out. 
too. And uh, they're only seven songs a piece, but people are like, why don't you put it together on, for an album? It's because they, they don't belong together. Yeah. You know, I got um, Summer Nights where it's like, you know, the street shit, trap music, you know, shit like that. And then Summer Vibes is like all like melodies and like um, like love music and shit. You know what I mean? Because I kind of wanted to just um, explore a little bit outside of just being, you know, um, a bar rapper, pretty much. You yeah. know what I mean? Somebody just had punchlines and bars and shit like that. Like, it's cool. It's fun. You know what I mean? I love it. But I don't feel like I was going to reach my full potential as an artist, if that's the road that I stayed on and stayed too, you know, true to that, you know, and it's not that I'm not staying true to my art or whatever. It's just that I'm staying true to myself first and giving myself an opportunity <clears throat> to actually grow as an artist. You know what I mean? Beyond just being a lyricist and a rapper. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I definitely I went through a lot of shit like at the end of last year. And there came a moment where um, God was like, Rich, you have this incredible ability to make music and this incredible ability to, to speak to people's hearts directly from yours. Why have you not put them together and really blossomed as who you're meant to be? You know what I mean? And um, I, at, at first I was like, I don't know if I could do this. You know what I mean? With songs like King of Boom Bap and shit like that, where I'm just so just rugged and raw. Yeah. Going from that to love songs and, you know, vibe shit that you would listen to at the beach and shit like that. You know what I mean? But um, I remember the first time I performed a song called Just Because. And um, it's like, sounds like some Justin Bieber type shit. And uh, I did it at a showcase and it was like 30 other artists and they're like doing like the dirtiest, nastiest, filthiest, like trap music and just, you know, gang banging shit and, you know, ass shaking shit. You know what I mean? And I got up there and did that song. And like, as soon as I was done, all of my peers were like, yo, that's radio ready. That's industry ready. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I did not know how they were going to accept it, but like everybody was lit. You know what I mean? I actually had like a live, um, uh, a recording of me performing it. I put it on Facebook. It got like 200 something likes and the comments were just like crazy. Like, yo, that's wild. You switched up like that. You know what I mean? So I do have to say there was a little bit of a, not fear, but I definitely wondered like, how are they going to accept this new side of big rich? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But um, it, it, it kind of made me excited about music again. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you, you had only explored this much of the world and it's just like a, you know what I mean? Like another piece to it. Like, Oh shit, there's more stuff over there. And it's been like a, like an exploratory type thing. You know what I mean? With music. Yeah. So. Ben, I feel like, um, I like the artists that explore. Like, shout out to the fight. The <coughs> Buffalo's finest. Yeah. They out there putting out fires. Oh, and folks, we are back in Buffalo from Atlanta, and it feels good. Smoking on some Atlanta weed. Get some gas. Shout out to the Atlanta plug. They probably going to tap in, you know. Who is out there, though? Um, but no, I like the artists that, uh, that explore. Like, and just see what they could do. It's like, that's like saying if Wayne never explored. 
into like the rock right like would there have ever been like people like uzi and shit like that because that's how we got those artists those artists became because of fucking wayne exploring into rock <clears throat> i mean on so the, the summer nights album it's basically just you know trap shit boom bap some you know what i mean all that yeah all yeah, that yeah. shit you know all the bar shit and then on some uh summer vibes i mean i got songs i got like love songs like yeah. really shit like almost like justin bieber-esque it's so pop-ish you know what i mean and then um i have another song it, it reminds me of like the fucking weekend you know and i put the beat on and i was like i like this beat but i don't know if i can make music to this you know, and I really went outside the box with it. And the song came out fucking incredible, bro. And everyone that's heard it was like, I've never expected something like that from you. Yeah. Um, I was working with Manny Lyrics the other day on a track. And um, I told him, I said, yo, you could, I had a bunch of beats. I said, you pick the beat and let me know. And when the beat came on, we kind of looked at each other and knew it was it. And I said, so what do you want to talk about? Like, what's going to be like, you know, the what's the song going to be about? Like, what do you want? What do you want? to? What kind of song do you want to make? And he looks at me. He's like, I want raw emotion, Big Rich. I'm like, you, you sure you're ready for that? You know, you want, you know, because I'm, I'm a pretty emotional guy. man. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I'm sure that everybody that knows me knows that. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I want raw emotion, Big Rich. So I'm like, all right, I'm like, listen, let me come up with a hook and we'll kind of go off that. You know what I mean? And uh, it's a song called Day by Day. And it's basically a song like saying, like, we all want to give up sometimes. You know what I mean? But we can't. We got to hold on, if you know, for a better day. You know what I mean? And take it day by day. And the hook is like, it's almost like R&B meets like fucking Linkin Park. If you can even like put that together in your mind, you know what I mean. I mean a little bit. It yeah, it has. It's like R and B ish, but like Lincoln Park ish at the same time. The way like I put it together, you know, because you know Lincoln Park was just that raw emotion. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I didn't do it on purpose. Like I was literally just writing to the beat. You know what I mean. And then I'm like listening to it, and I'm like, dude, that reminds me of fucking Lincoln Park. You know what I mean. So, I mean, yeah, definitely me exploring with music um has definitely helped me grow I, I i think i've grown more as an artist in this past year than i did in the first shit i, I started recording and performing in 07 so 16 years you know been across the united states on tour performed in 26 states and this past year i've grown so much and you can really attribute that to um joining guap nation oh yeah shout out guap nation yeah shout out guap nation record label of the year you know and i think we were the underdog in that category for sure for sure you know with you, G and, you and rough buff were definitely i felt like i was like these are the underdogs right here i mean jvm we make hits you know i feel like those were the favorites for for that that category yeah. you know and um the fact that they called guap nation let me tell you what bro I didn't, my feet didn't even touch the ground on the way to the stage. I literally like floated down there like fucking yeah. Chris Angel, bro. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, I think we were the underdogs, bro. But, you know, <clears throat> this goes back to last. So I, I, I took like four or five years off 
for making music because I almost, I almost died in 2019. I had a blood clot in my lung. Um, I wasn't living healthily. You know what I mean? I was eating poorly, not taking care of myself, smoking cigarettes and weed and dab and everything else. And, um, I was like 550 pounds and, uh, I ended up getting a blood clot in my lung. I spent 11 days in a coma and 19 days in, in ICU. And just this, what it did to me psychologically, man, just <clears throat> after that, I had like horrible, horrible anxiety. Didn't you almost die twice? Yes. Uh, I was also in a car accident in 2010. Uh, I collapsed both lungs. Spent five days in a coma that time too, man. So yeah, I've almost died twice. It's crazy. <sighs> Makes you feel like I'm here for a real reason, bro. Yeah. For sure. You know, like, because both times it was 50-50, but the last time it was not looking good. Like, they thought I was going to die, you know. And then I woke up and everybody was, you know, um, there was literally dozens and dozens of people at the hospital that wouldn't leave. You know, and then uh, the day after I woke up, the security guards came up, like four or five of them. And the one steps forward, he's probably the, the head dude, you know. And I, and I, I still, I still had the, um, the, the, the air tube down my throat. So I had to write on paper and I wrote, what's up? And uh, he's like, I just wanted to meet who we were guarding. He's like, you had so many people out there. I, I thought we were guarding the president. And I wrote on the, I wrote on the paper. I had a better year than the president, <laughs> you know, but yeah. So going back, so what I was, what I was going at is, is I took like four or five years off and, um, my brother, Tim, Tim Wash, CEO of Guap Nation. Shout out my brother, Tim, man. Great dude. Great dude. You know, Tim. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Awesome dude, man. Um, the way he believes in all his artists and everything, you know, but, um, him, Tally Hood and, um, and Lil Pablo had put together the studio. They went out, spent, you know, you know how much money it costs to start a studio. Um, spent all that bread. <clears throat> And Tim was like, yo, bro, when are you going to come back? When are you come?" I'm like, bro, I'm retired. Like, Big Rich is, is done. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, nah, bro, you still got it in you. You still got it in you. Come on, man. We got all this studio, bro. Like, this is what we always needed, never had. You know what I mean? And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. So, long story short, he kind of tricked me. And one day he was like, all right, we'll just come chill. You know what I mean? For moral support. You know what I'm saying? Come check it out, bro. Come see what we got going on. You know, and um, I think he knew I wasn't going to be able to leave that that studio until I touched that mic. You know what I mean? And then um, I was like, well, I'm going to come back and try to help out with like management, help, you know, help manage the other artists and shit, you know. And <clears throat> it just came to a point where Tim was like, I need you back on the field, bro. You know, like get out there and, and do what you do. And I was like, you sure, man? He's like, yeah, go take off. Let's let's see what you still see if you still got it, bro. And um, I started off slowly. I was dropping like a song here, there, you know what I mean. And then um, and then I decided to put out an album, recorded L three, uh, Lee the Leo the Lion. It was actually uh, nominated for album of the year at the Seven Six Music Awards. And I dropped that in September. And after that, it was I was just off and running. You know what I mean? Balls to the wall, working eighty hours a week at the studio. Learn how to do uh, graphics for myself, learn how to edit video, like really just like reinvented myself, you know, because when I used to make music, <clears throat> all I wanted to do was rap. 
and write, write and, and, and perform and record. I don't want to do nothing else, you know, and looking back, I definitely wish that I would have got more into like the do it yourself shit 10, 15 years ago. Cause I'd be so much further now, you know, but I was fucking stubborn. You know, people try to teach me shit. I'd be like, no, 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 I don't want to know none of that shit. I just want to, I just want to be great at what I do. You yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, so yeah, September, October, um, I dropped fucking the hooligans video. And then right after that, I dropped the king of boom bat video. And, um, really I learned how to, how to like run ads and shit on my music, you know, not just Facebook, but Google ads and shit like that. Yeah, and yeah. like, bro, I went crazy. I just started spending stupid money <laughs> on videos and fucking ads, ads and all that shit, bro. I would say in the last like 10 months, I probably, I probably, uh, invested about 30 grand in my music career, you know, but, I mean, I guess that's just how I believe in myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't even have a car right now. <laughs> don't even have a car. You know, people are like, why didn't you buy a car first? I'm like, well, I think my music career is going to take me further than any car ever could. You know what I mean? And they look at me like I'm fucking crazy, but they don't have to understand. You know what I mean? That's my dream. It's my vision. You know what I mean? If they don't see it, it I'm not going to be upset with them. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not theirs. You know what I mean? That's mine. Yeah. You know? That's a fact. That's a true fact. That's what I tell my kids. It's like, never let anybody take your visions away. I mean, uh, I made a post this morning when I woke up. First thing that I I said on on Facebook, I was like, I don't don't care if you sleep on me, hate on me, doubt me, whatever. Like, I'm unbothered. Like, you know what I mean? You could doubt me or you could, you could, you know, not understand what i'm doing or whatever and i'm not going to be upset with you you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i'm unbothered by all of that because it what does it mean to me at the end of the day it it holds no weight with me yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah for sure like i know people like oh i use that as inspiration i have enough inspiration you know what i mean i got two kids man you know what i mean i got a whole neighborhood all of south buffalo behind me man you know what i mean i don't need to be inspired by Bad things like hate and yeah. doubt and gossip and all oh, y'all doubting me. Uh, save that, man. You know what I mean? If you're the kind of person that has to be inspired by shit like that instead of by like love and positivity and everything else, you know what I'm saying? And it kind of goes like, like that's your ingredients. You know what I'm saying? If you take ingredients from a cesspool and try to make a, a meal, it's gonna. You know what I'm saying? But if you like if, if, if you take those ingredients from something like love, that's what I feed off, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I don't feed off being doubted or being hated at all. They hate on me. I'm going to show them. Yeah. I don't need to show them shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to show these people that fucking love me and got my back how much they mean to me. You know what I'm saying? And that they believe in me for a fucking reason, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the energy that I'm using. And it's I feel like I'm going to end up with a better product at the end. And that's me. Yeah. You know, so. It's way better yeah, I feel you on that. I like that. So uh, you got you got more these. Two. I'm high as fuck, dude. Hell yeah! <laughs> so you got these two EPs coming out. Yes, sir. You got yes, a sir. date? Um, well, I mean, they got to be I was, summer. I was yeah, I was supposed to drop them at the end of June, and um, some uh, some things happened with the studio. We were moving the studio. We had to shut it down. Well, our new building wasn't ready, so um, like our studio situation is a little. Right now, 
you know, until we get our, the new building's almost done, you know, and y'all, y'all be seeing it because we'll be having events there, you know what I mean? Then we'll have the studio in-house, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like a one-stop shop type, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. The fucking guap shop, you know? <laughs> but we're going to be doing uh, everything from uh, recording to videos to graphics to shows to everything out of one place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, having to shut down the studio for a little bit kind of put it like a slowed my the, the release down. It was supposed to be out beginning of summer, but I'm looking at about middle of august right now okay okay and you guys do everything in-house so mixing mastering is yeah. done in-house yeah um who does the mixing mastering in-house uh bones or bones. rec uh, you guys know him as rec b street name bones um uh josh ford on facebook if you need studio time make sure you hit him up great engineer man great engineer and um the thing with him is he's he has the ability to work on all types of music because he's damn near recorded half the city you know what i mean yeah yeah um i mean benny just had him at his spot the other day recording them you know yeah yeah i mean um so one of my goals for next year is to get uh bones uh nominated for engineer of the year for sure bro that's like top of my list yeah just like last year so last year i didn't get nominated for nothing because obviously i didn't come back till june you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people are like, oh, you're not mad. You're not. I'm like, bro, I, I didn't deserve to be nominated. You know what I mean? What am I mad about? You know what I'm saying? And uh, I said, but next year, I'm gonna, this year, I'm going to work and make sure that I'm nominated for all across the board. I said, and Guap Nation is going to win record label of the year. And I manifested that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was nominated for track of the year, collab of the year, album of the year. And then Guap Nation was uh, nominated for music group of the year and record label of the year. So um, now this year, my my number one goal is to get uh, Bones nominated yeah. for Engineer of the Year. That's that's after that, um, you know, I'm cool with just you know making music and and letting it do what it does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I don't have. I'm not gonna say, oh, I'm gonna win every category next. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. No. We going to you the know. Grammys now. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah. I, I really feel. Uh, you know, people might think it's a joke. That's Again, that's fine, you know, but um, I think I think with my artistic ability and the direction I'm going, I think the Grammys are not out of my reach at all. I yeah. don't. I don't either. I mean, even if it's fucking, you could write a song for somebody and it could go platinum. There's so many. There's so many routes that it could take. You could take that people don't understand. That there's so many routes because you do have that artistic talent like i could see writing songs for people as well like and that'd be bro that's crazy fucking performing songs like i'm waiting on this fucking country song it's it's not like pure country it's it's got some country twang to it no it's like it's like pop meets rap meets country okay and i like put it in a blender and hit frappe you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <rap it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, you hear it. You're like, dude, there's no fucking way. This is big rich. Yeah. Straight up, dude. Like until you until the um the verse where I rap. So like the hook is like pop ish. And then I rap the first verse and then I sing the second verse. So it's like you get so many directions of big rich in that one song. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a dope song that 
I keep hearing radio ready, yeah. like industry ready, you know, but if you heard it, you'd be like, ain't no, ain't no fucking way. This is big rich. So have you chose the songs that you're going to like promote the fuck out of for this album? Um, well, I already dropped one video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that one. The, um, uh, on my own with okay. King BBS. Yep. Um, and that one was going crazy. <sighs> Um, yeah, I mean, the response that, that means the most to me is all the people in my inbox. Like, yo, this song hits, it my, hits home with me, dude. Like, yeah. um, I've had it on repeat all day. As somebody say, they listen to it a hundred times in, in one day. You know what I mean? And, um, the thing with that song is, uh, me and King VVS were just chilling at, at the studio, smoking a blunt, just talking about music and the business and life and whatever. <clears throat> And uh, I said, yo, uh, what do you got going on today? He's like, shit, like, let's make a fucking track, bro. <laughs> so he's like, uh, he's like, you got beats? I said, I sure do. Pulled out some beats. Second beat I put on. He's like, this is it. And uh, it's the beat we used. And um, he wrote that hook in like fucking 10 minutes. Not even, five minutes. Just started singing it. And I was like, all right, this is dope. So he, so we're, we're in my office at the studio. So he goes into the recording room and record, and I, and I tell him, I said, by the time you're done, um, recording the hook, I'm going to have my first verse done and then I'll hop right in. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I think, I think writing and recording everything all together took us like hour and a half to write that, write and record that song from let's make a track. You know what but I mean? I mean, it probably. I feel like it probably stemmed from like the conversation and it, and it, that creative fucking flow was just like. Uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely did. It was like that connection for you too. was like mad. Like I was like, Oh shit. Like they sound fucking really fucking good together. Well, I, I, and this is something that uh, King VVS pointed out to me. He said, this is the, this is where, what I wanted from you. He said, your ability to adapt to other artists is is uncanny. He's like, he's like, so I knew that if I set you up, alley-oop that that hook, you know what I mean? That you would you would dunk it. You know what I mean? That yeah. it would be a slam dunk. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like he tossed up the alley-oop and I, you know, did what I did. You know what I mean? He's like, I knew that I could bring this out of you. Because I never made no song like that. You know what I mean? That's like Rod Wave-ish type yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, not my part as much as his, like, on the hook. But I never made a fucking track like that, bro. You know what I mean? And then the fact that, like, I'm talking about, the only things I'm talking about in that, in that track is my mental health, the feeling of being alone, and my relationship with God. And people are like, yo, that track's so hard. I understand why they, they, they say it's hard, because... Opening up and being vulnerable like that, like we were saying on the right over here, yeah, um, yeah it leaves you open up and, and vulnerable, but it leaves you closer to people because you're showing that you know what it's like to be a fucking human, bro. Yeah. You know, and we live in a day and age where especially men, yo, toughen up, quit being a bitch. Uh, bro, I hear that shit all the fucking time. You know, why are you such a crybaby? Why are you such a bitch? No, I'm fucking, I'm a fucking human being, bro. 
You know what I mean? Just because yeah. you guys want to be fucking tough and fucking and, and super fucking masculine and shit. Like, what are you trying to make up for, bro? You know what I mean? Like, who I am is who I am, bro. It's good enough. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be like, oh, men aren't supposed to have emotions and men aren't supposed to talk about their mental health. They're supposed to just suck it up. And, bro, that's that's not how I want to live, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold that shit in and go fucking nuts on my fucking head and take it out on everybody else all day. Right. And be mad all day. I end up shooting somebody if I held that shit in. Right, man. You know, and <clears throat> again, everybody's entitled to their opinion. You yeah. know what I mean? You think I'm a, I'm a bitch or I'm fucking emotional or whatever. I'm fucking human being, bro. You know? And, and I think that's why people were like, oh, that shit's hard because I'm, People don't know how to open up and be a fucking human, bro. You're like, everybody's fucking programmed to be something that they're really fucking not, bro. And nobody's ever truly fucking happy, bro. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like, oh, I'm the happiest dude in the world. You know what I mean? I have my mental health issues and everything else, but I I feel like being myself definitely helps. I, I don't, I feel like I'd be a lot worse off if I was trying to conform myself and fit in this fucking little box that they fucking pre-built for me, bro. Like, I don't need your box, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm Richard fucking Lee. I fucking fuck with that. I don't need your box. <laughs> I don't need your box, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Clip, 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 clip. We got a clipper. Um, But yeah. So you also got some performances coming up as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm performing today at what's 1144 today at three o'clock at a, at a kid's birthday party. Oh, yeah. So um, Guap Nation actually got booked for the birthday party. Um, we're doing another birthday party next Sunday. So this is like new for us. You know what I mean? But yeah. like well, with record label of the year, you know, comes, you know, like, hey, I want Guap Nation at my part. You know what I mean? Like who would ever thought, you know, a kid would have been like, you know, so um you know, I got some tracks out. Pablo's thought of you that, uh, you know, I'm surprised that it didn't get um, nominated for track of the year and that he didn't get nominated for new artist of the year. But that track is fire. dude. You know, <clears throat> in my opinion, that song and Hooligans were the two dopest songs out of, out of the studio last year. And thought of you was, you know, up there. Hooligans got two nominations. You know, so, and I mean, we, we're not going to go over what they did right or wrong with the 716 Music Awards. That shit was dope. Yeah, no, no. I'm not, dope. you know, you, you didn't see me. I didn't even go live. I didn't make no, I, I just said, hey, you know, it's a great show, you know, that shit like that, bro. But I'm not going to break it down and be like, this is, they did this good and that. That shit was fucking dope, bro. Yeah. You know? It was a beautiful area. I liked it. It was dope. Walked in, got interviewed. Taking pictures of fucking awards look like fucking BET awards. It looked like the BET awards. What in Buffalo? Yeah, like a little miniature one, right? Yeah. But that's that's part of being ambitious. Yeah. And proactive. You know what I mean? As soon as the game's over, you're already in in the film room breaking it down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they did that from it seems like from the year before. Right. Right. I mean, it'll get better every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the, the only way you can do things is to go up. Because that, that first one, you're just learning from it. The second one, you're learning more. The third one, you're learning even more. They're just going to keep pushing. 
It's gonna be and, and the fact that they got an award from fucking uh Niagara Falls mayor and shit and it's fucking seven one six music award day right on the fifteenth of fucking July every year. So um my aunt actually um she's kinda like my mom. I the one I met? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, y'all, <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all in a little something. <laughs> I show up to the fucking to the to the joint to get the tux. So I'm like, I don't think anyone's going to get this suit jacket. I'm just yeah. not thinking anyone's going to get it. He's gonna say this. I walk in. Yeah. My man, Big Rich, fucking is right there with the same jacket. No, that, I'm going to tell you exactly how it happened. So okay, yeah, I, yeah. I walk in, I walk in um, the men's warehouse. Back this up a little bit. I'm a little hot. So I walk in the men's warehouse and um, I'm standing there and Chris comes in. And I'm like, yo, Chris, what's up, bro? Like shit, I'm here to get my tux. I'm like, yeah, me too, dog. Fucking you hyped and shit. This was this was Thursday, the Thursday before the show. So we had two days. And um he's like, Yeah, bro, I'm fucking I'm hyped. No, it was the the day before. No. Because you only have one day to get your uh shit fixed, remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was it was Friday. Yeah. No, it was the day before. All right, all right, my bad. Oh yo, but you're not on shrooms. You can't remember shit though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I remember that. All right, so um so they're like, All right, all right, um, we'll take you to the back to the dressing rooms and they have the fucking the suits um hung up outside of the the fucking dressing rooms. And my aunt's like, Richard, he has the same suit as you. I look over and I'm like Man, like how, you know, what's the fucking chances? You know what I'm saying? So what I thought was not that I would have minded, you know what I mean? But I was like, well, if me and him have the exact same suit, how many other people Yo, I was thinking the got same this thing. same joint? I'm like, nah, bro, I got to switch it up. I got to switch yo, it so up. I was at, I, w- I got home and I was like, yo, should I, should I go back and have him switch the jacket to that green to you? What if we would have both switched? Yeah. <laughs> the same one. Yeah. So right, right. I'm like, fuck, should I go back or switch to a red coat or something different or all white? I'm like, yo, but they're going to take too long. Should I go to the store and buy a brand new jacket to put over this? Nah, nah. Then you messaged and we're like, yeah, I switched. I was like, oh, we're good. We're good. All right. Right, right. I was like, I wouldn't have mind, but it was like the same thing. Like, fuck, how many other people rented this fucking one? Right, right. That's what that's what I was thinking. But funny story. So I had to switch. So I had to wait till Saturday now to go get my suit. Yeah, yeah. Right, my tux. So I go Saturday morning. They're like, oh, yeah, your tux is right here. Ah, uh, Put it in the car, go back, and um, we were at my at um, my date's house getting ready. Me, her, my aunt, and uh, they got ready. And I didn't want to get ready till it was time to go. I didn't want to get that fucking. It was hot that day, yeah, bro. Yeah, for sure. I didn't want to fucking button that shit all the way up to fucking here and shit. So um, I literally wait till the last minute. I open the fucking bag, and it's just the jacket. <laughs> they. Forgot the rest of my fucking tuxedo, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the way you're regular- now, my fucking anxiety is going fucking crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I got to fucking rush back to fucking men's warehouse. I actually got dressed there and went straight to the awards. I awards. mean, yeah, I would have too. Like, yo, give me your dressing room. I need the room right, right now. Right. Gotta get ready. And then I gotta drive fucking 45 minutes. Right. I should have I'd have been mad. Yo, you seen that Lamborghini pull up? At the awards? Yeah. Nah. What color? 
Oh, it's um, slat, uh, that slate gray. Yeah, the, um, um, that's um, Jose's car. Yeah, from um, uh, Black nah, Pro. Nah. I thought Christopher showed up with it. Who? Christopher, the Latin artist of the year. Oh, did he? Yeah. His, he might have let him use it. Yeah, might have. I actually um, used that, vid- that, um, that Lamborghini in uh, my next video I'm dropping. Okay. Yeah. I was going to drop it the same day as I dropped the other song with King BBS, but I don't have a mix and master version yet. So, I'm, mad, uh, I'm mad that uh, whatchamacallit got rid of his uh, purple vet. Oh, Dave. Low? Yeah, low. That Come on, was, low. Bring dude, it back. You Bring heard, back that You purple. heard that thing coming from like four blocks away. Yo, that thing so had like, like um, he had it turned down. It had like fucking 1,400 horsepower to the Yeah, wheels. people, yo, I fucking love that car. I love when he, that purple he put on it. That shit was dope. But yeah, that was like the car in Buffalo. When that it was thing out. was disgusting, bro. Yeah, he had it turned down too. And like Lamborghini next to that. I'm sorry, I'm looking at that one before the Lambo. Like yeah. a Lamborghini to me is dude. He had the he had his name on the engine with the weed leaves and everything. That shit was. My man fucking put some fucking shit into that some shit. Fucking paper. I think he put like three hundred thousand into that fucking car or something like that. If I'm not mistaken. And then flipped it into the. Tesla, I think he got after that. The red Tesla. I can't. I can't. Keep, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't right keep now up with him and his fuck. He's got the white Tesla white, right white now. White one right now. Out of fucking Lancaster, smoking dudes. I know fucking, they're pissed too. Fucking popped the tire too. He, he was like, "Fuck these Tesla tires." Yeah. Yo, yeah. because I think he has to go to. It's not. Those aren't. Are those just regular tires? Because you know how Tesla be. Yeah, I have no idea, bro. Smoking them after the I take I take Ubers. <laughs> My man smoking them. Yeah, you're right though. He's smoking them mad as fuck. Like I'm getting smoked by this fucking electric car now. Big Rich, you have oh, and you have a wedding, you said too, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, Guap Nation is is booking for weddings, birthday parties, whatever you're doing. You want music, we show up. We got our own sound system, everything. Oh yeah. We pull up. We pull up ready to go. We have, you know what I mean. You don't got to make no other arrangements. That's big dope. have, you know, have big rich and Guap Nation pull right up to your party. Lights, camera, DJ, everything. action, everything, that's everything. Fire. Just the whole, the whole package. Well, that's what we want to do, man. We want to. We we're gonna take this as a springboard to keep going and drive our, you know, to drive ourselves to to the level we want to be at. Yeah. And we're really just gonna be doing everything, from recording the music. To graphics, to videos, to shows, to traveling shows. I was just uh, about we're about to, to put it. together a tour. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we're not gonna get complacent. And be like, yeah, we. You know what I mean. Like the award is dope, man. You know what I mean. It's it's great to get recognized. <clears throat> it's great to be the underdog and fucking take that shit home. Um, the night before, Tim, tell him this is true. The night before, I called Tim. I said, bro. You better clear off a spot on that fucking mantle for this record label of the year award. Just like I told you in June of last year, I said uh, record label of the year next year will be fucking Guap Nation, bro. Manifested that shit. Called my brother the fucking night before and said, make room for that shit on your mantle because we bringing that bitch home, bro. Deadass. Manifested that shit. That's what's up. So, yeah, man, there's a lot going on for Guap Nation. You know, we got, um, you know, uh, we got some new artists. We have not made, we got about six new artists. Haven't made any um, announcement. 
but they're already working. So they're basically going to be announced with projects. Yeah. You know what I mean? To show that it ain't just talk. Like, this is the new, the, our new member, and here's his EP. Here's his, his first video. Here's his with something. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we, got, we got new artists. We got uh, Little Pablo, Rec B, Drix, Moolah, Tally Hood, me, and then our new additions. You know what I mean? And when, and when we show the new additions, man, people are going to be like, this team just got stupid. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, we're building a super team. Yeah. That ass, man. So now, it, did these six come after the? No. Or no, they've been in the works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just going to hop in. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely just been around and hanging out and just vibing with everybody and shit. And, um, man, it, it's it's going to be a super team. For real. Yeah. Guap Nation is definitely going to take it to the next level from here, man. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, there's there's great things in the future for, for Big Rich, Guap Nation, and Buffalo in general, man. And, and the and the hip hop music scene because we do shows with everybody. If you want to do a track with us, we record half the fucking town. You know what I mean? Like this record label leader was just the beginning, bro. Yeah, for sure. Props to Guap Nation. Props big, to big, big Guap Rich. shit. Big Guap shit. Props to Big Rich. I appreciate you coming through, my man. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, we appreciate you. What's your uh, handles for online? Uh, big Rich Seven One Six um, on on all social media. Um, my social media's got hacked, so I had to start over. So you go to that Instagram, Big Rich Seven One Six with two G's. Follow that, and on Facebook, my name is Richard Lee. And make sure you go tap into yeah, that new both, music both, video. Both of those uh, are like two weeks old, three weeks old, man. I got all my shit. Oh yeah, 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 I did see that. So we we starting over. So help me rebuild. You heard? Oh yeah, make and, sure you and go. look look out for the, this double EP drop. Dropping both EPs in the same day. Um, I don't know when this is going to air, but I got a new video coming out with Carlito Smooth called Money Mode. This video is fire, filmed by Jay Fazo. Uh, shout out to Jay Fazo, man. That dude is super humble. He had about four or five nominations too, man. Yeah. Um, at the 716 Music Awards. And he was from Dunkirk. And um, they were kind of like giving him a hard time. Like, oh, we don't know if you're 716. Because uh, he was like right on the, kind of close to the border, you know? Yeah. But, um, yo, shout out to him, man. Great videographer, great artist, great fucking dude, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, we, we got all that, you know, to look forward to. We got the guap shop about to open. And, man, it's time to turn up. Oh, yeah. Make sure you tune in. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, and follow. Make sure you check out the fucking Spaced Out pod, or excuse me, the Spaced Out Mixtape Volume 1. The two singles just dropped on YouTube um, yesterday. Um, one with Crazy Bone and one with Bryson Tiller, um, Dwayne's Primo, DJ Brisk. Um, uh, yeah, tap in. Catch you on the flip side, bitches.